Welcome back to our series, Living Lessons. We're studying characters of the Bible. And by now I think you realize we're maybe taking some of the lesser known stories and pulling out some lessons that are relevant for today. And I want to do the same thing in this lesson. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Exodus chapter 2. And while you do, let me tell you what's happening here. We're going to talk a little bit about injustice in the world. And you might stop for just a moment and think to yourself, what injustice in the world moves you the most? I mean, there's so many, and I realize no one person could know or care about, deeply at least, about every injustice in the world, but I bet there are some that touch you or move you. And we're going to talk about a story like that. We're going to go back in time to approximately 1,400 years before the time of Christ to a young man named Moses. You remember Moses' story probably, so I'll give you the very short version, but the Israelites were enslaved in Egypt. They were slave labor. It had gotten so oppressive that Pharaoh decreed that all of the male children that were born would be killed as soon as they were born. Just horribly oppressive, trying to keep the Hebrews as slaves, not let them grow too big. It was a horrible situation, and that's how the book of Exodus opens. Well, Moses is one of these little Hebrew children, and his mother took him and did not want him to be killed, so she hid him away. When the time came, she realized she couldn't hide him anymore. She put him in a basket, floated him off toward where Pharaoh's daughter was uh, bathing and swimming in the Nile with her maidens. And the basket comes up, she takes out the Hebrew baby and says, oh, what a beautiful baby, we're going to save this child. And so Moses grew up being cared for by Pharaoh's daughter. Now, I know that in the movies you think of Moses as a prince of Egypt, and the scripture doesn't necessarily bear that out, but it does bear this out. While the Israelites are suffering, Moses grows up, a little bit unaware, but he grows up in a privileged life. I want you to remember that because it's going to be one of the keys that's very relevant to our lives. Well, it, one point in his life when he grew up enough, Moses begins to realize what's happening in the world. And we're going to talk about today how we are modern day Moses in a sense, and how we share a lot with this awakening to injustice. Let me turn to Exodus chapter 2 and read a portion of that. You can read along with me. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version, so it might be a little different than yours. It says, one day when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens, or looked on their fate, and he saw an Egyptian taskmaster beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. Well, he looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and buried him or hid him in the sand. So he sees this Egyptian overseer just ruthlessly beating this slave, and it was just brute, that kind of brutality was normal, and he killed the Egyptian, hid him in the sand. But he went out the next day, and behold, two Hebrews were fighting each other. And he said to the man in the wrong, Why are you striking your brother? And he said, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Well, Moses was afraid, and he thought, Wow, people know what I have done. And when Pharaoh heard of it, he tried to kill Moses. So Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. The story goes on to tell how he sat down by the well, and Jethro, or Ruel, as the scripture calls him by both names, uh, daughters were there, and he ends up marrying one, and he decides, I'm just going to be a shepherd for the rest of my life. 
You recall the rest of the story. God calls him with the burning bush and sends him back to Egypt to go through this unbelievable process of bringing all of the Israelites out of slavery to freedom. Well, I'd like to focus on this one incident just a little bit because I'd like to talk about confronting injustice. And what you see with Moses is Moses has a life of privilege, but then when he realizes the injustice and the, the unfairness in the world, he wants to do something about it. And we have to applaud that, that he was moved to do something about it. But here's a question that you can discuss. Do you think what Moses did was right or wrong? The way Moses handles this, it certainly didn't turn out well, did it? In that he kills this Egyptian, it becomes known. Pharaoh tries to kill him, he has to leave. You could argue that he might have done a lot more good for the Israelites had he not killed that Egyptian and instead tried to improve their conditions. You can see that God, when he takes it into his hands, does something completely different that ends up freeing all of the Israelites. But for Moses, he brings an important question to us, the ends and the means. None of us would argue, I think, that what Moses wanted to achieve, the ends, in other words, he wanted to stop this injustice, was the right thing to do. But we might have a problem with the means that he used to do it. In other words, by taking matters into his hands and he murdered this Egyptian. And so one of the lessons of this is a cautionary tale to us. While we are modern day Moses and we want to wake up to injustice, we'll probably need to be a little bit careful how we attack that injustice. Because the fairness of human beings tends to be fickle, doesn't it? Generally speaking, I tend to judge the people I don't know more harshly than the people I know. I tend to not have all the facts in any given situation and so sometimes it's hard for me to judge what's the right thing to do, who's right in a situation. You can look at many situations in the world today and some of them are, are evil. We see stories on the news of the Islamic State radicals from ISIS beheading children and I realize that they think that's justified but I don't think anyone else in the civilized world thinks that's anything other than evil. But there are other cases where it's very hard to tell there's oppression, economic oppression and rebellion and it's very difficult to understand because the truth is it's rarely all right and all wrong. Generally in human affairs we're all wrong to some extent. That makes it a little hard for us as humans to know how do you make right come out of this mess? Well Moses was an impetuous guy and so obviously his approach was to just take the matters into his own hands and do it. And you know, there are times when that's a good thing, particularly in things like this. One might argue that giving some food to people who are hungry or some free medical care to one or two people who need it isn't going to cure world hunger. Drilling a few water wells won't solve the water problem of the entire world, and healing a couple of people won't do away with disease in the world. Nevertheless, you can make a difference in that person's life and in that person's life and in that person's life. And the scripture calls us to take matters into our own hands where we can do something good. When it comes to a situation where we need to intervene like Moses did and say, I'm going to defeat the oppressor, we see from the scriptures it tends to be a little wiser to use God's approach. Let's contrast the two. Moses' approach in this case was to let his vengeance and anger and just his sense of this is not right take him 
take matters into his own hand and I'm going to fix what I can fix of this. And he ends up doing something that even Moses regretted. God's perspective doesn't condone the beating, but he says, I see bigger issues. I see farther down the road. And I'll tell you what, if you want to achieve the right ends, you need to do it by the right means. And so God uses a human agent, Moses, and he said, you tried to fix this with means that I don't condone, but let me show you how I will fix this. And we get a lot of guidance in the scripture, things like turn the other cheek, uh, overcome evil with good, uh, let us as so far as possible live at peace with everyone. In other words, we're not the Moses picking something up and striking the evildoer. God says, I want you to trust me because I see a bigger picture and I have a bigger aim. And what I need you to do is to go and take my love and grace to the world. God judges Egypt. He brings the plagues on Egypt. He brings judgment on Pharaoh and Pharaoh ends up having to let the people go. But you notice none of the Israelites take it into their hands to begin killing the Egyptians. My point in this is not to make a relevant point necessarily to the world today, but simply to make this point. We have to be careful when we want to right the wrongs of the world that we do it the way God told us to. Because when we take matters into our own hands, we only see a little piece and sometimes it's hard for us to understand what will really achieve God's purpose. But God's given us guidance to do it. Some lessons is this, God has a preference for human agency. In other words, he expects us like Moses to wake up to injustice and say, God, what can I do here? He, like Moses, we're called to leave the comfort of our lives and called to be an agent of what God wants to do in the world. And finally, we're called to not invoke our justice in the world, but to bring God's plan to the world. And thankfully, we have that in the New Testament. Jesus was an example. The apostles are an example. The early Christians are an example of how we're going to bring about God's justice in this world. Not by taking it into our hands, but by doing it the way God tells us to do it. In your discussion, I'd like you to explore that a little bit. I'd like you to think through how do we take that awakening that Moses had and see an awakening in ourselves, an awareness of things that are, are wrong in the world that God wants to make right? And then let's discuss with each other how can we wisely and in accordance with what God has taught us go to address those injustices. Hopefully not like Moses, but hopefully as an agent of God's justice in the world.